Greg, how many uh, how many forehead wrinkles are you rocking now? Jerry, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> it's like a tree, like you know? I got that. Like, it's like a friend. tree. I got like... Uh, Not like a I wizened like, old oak, but... Uh, <laughs> how, many, how many wrinkles? It's the same as how many circles. I thought you were going to be like, how many wrinkles does it take to get to the center of a tootsie That doesn't pop? make sense. What? <laughs> what a leap of logic. Wow. Welcome back to Super Ghost Radio. I am your host, Jerry. And as always, most of the time, especially today, I am joined with my two best friends, Greg and Beth. Say hi to the listeners, you two. Hello. Hi. Hi there. Uh, <laughs> we have come to you bearing lots of news. And <laughs> we have come to you on this very day. Uh, and yeah, we got uh, we got some stuff to talk about. We got... Uh, Got that Final Fantasy that's coming out in just a mere, what is it now? Less than 24 hours? Well, it's cl- almost, it's like 26 hours or something for me. <clears throat> for you too, I By guess. By the time <laughs> you, anybody's listening to it, it's, you know, it's out. out. It's out. Yeah, by the time you hear this, it is out. We are already obsessed with it. I am already oogling over Tifa. Beth is already mad because I'm oogling over Tifa and not paying enough attention to uh, Aerith. But uh, well, I'm, I'm sure we'll be crying about Aerith. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be a lot of talk on that game in the near future. Uh, we also have uh, some updates about a Pokemon thing that happened today that I did not witness, but uh, these two are definitely more than up on their uh, their Pokemon news that that dropped today. And uh, Greg and I have been playing a very 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 good game called Helldivers Two. And we're gonna we're gonna chat a bunch about that. Uh, so why don't we get kicked off right away? Let's get this uh, let's get this Pokemon thing <laughs> going because I probably I I could probably go play Helldivers for a little while while you guys are playing this because I don't know how much I can contribute to this conversation, but I will listen intently and I will talk when spoken to. Very good. I'm sure you'll find something to talk about. Mm-hmm. You'll have questions. You'll have you'll have words. Well, my first question is, what the fuck happened with Pokemon today? <laughs> so I didn't watch it, but I I, I I watched the trailer for the the big reveal, which is the new Legends game. <clears throat> the Pokemon Legends uh, Z to RCS A. Must, two. Uh, that, that could be what the Z-A. A stands for. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'm assuming it's Z and not uh, the Zed? UK English Z. Ugh. Technically, that's also our English. I know, but it's we got, we took it from them. <laughs> we, we took it back. Um, I oh, so something someone was talking about um on a stream that I was watching, watching people react to it, was that the 
it was it the guy himself or something but there was like the a az was like the guy um in gen 6 who had the floetta so it's interesting that they're like it's z to a because az was someone who was in um in the game originally and also if you do az even though it's like yes it's said to a but there's also area zero and i'm like oh is there gonna be like Maybe a little, cool. there's like a little hint to like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet in their area zero in the Paradox Pokemon, because I'm pretty sure Floetta was technically in a way the first Paradox Pokemon because it had a Paradox name in the like, oh my God, it was called like Floetta's like original name was called a, the Eternal Flower. So it had a, like that, the one with like the black petals or whatever that was uh the guys the big dudes floetta so it was like he it's kind of cool so like if if this is true if it does kind of like tie in together it shows like a little bit of that then um yeah you'll actually get like our original paradox pokemon being this being a floetta so for for listeners that don't know much about pokemon like me uh what what like is this like, does this look like it's a follow up to Arceus? Like, is it that type of thing where you're just like running around and like, well, there's been no gameplay. <laughs> I was going to say love to tell oh, you. There, and it was... Oh, there's okay. But is it, is this supposed to be the sequel to Arceus? Cause it's no, got legends in the name, right? That. I think so. Like a lot of other, um, kind of like Pokemon side games, the, subtitle has to do more with the style of game that it's going to be okay so then, it should probably still be it like not a not an actual successor or like not a not a sequel i guess i, I should say to rcs but more of like it's gonna probably have the same type of gameplay style where you're like running around and fighting battles like that i mean even even the last pokemon kind of borrowed a lot from rcs i think um, where I think, you're just kind of having battles like on the fly. Like I think going forward, any I'm going to call it non-canon Pokemon game is going to be have a Legends tag. Would be my theory. Oh. Okay, just a theory. So like if Pokemon, what was that? Like Pokemon Ranger came out now, it might be like Pokemon Legends Rangers or something like that. <laughs> um. So did they I, I did they specify? Did they specify if this was going to be a 3D game or if it's like, uh, like, did they specify they anything? They just gave to us a title it? card. That's it. It was a, and a teaser trailer. Teaser trailer and then, uh, yeah, a title card. So it was literally nothing. Just uh, that. This, um, is, this is what we know it's in the Kalos region, which is uh, Pokemon XY. Oh, okay. It's all going to take place in Lumio City. That has been confirmed. Not in the trailer or anything like that. Like it's been confirmed, like by other sources. <laughs> yeah, I seen. Uh, I like my Twitter was like blowing up with a bunch of stuff today about. I okay. don't know, like some weird stuff to do with Pokemon, but I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know how. So something that I, I watched the trailer once, and then I, I seen um a little bit of it again a second time, and when I saw it the second time. And it zooms out uh, on, so Lumio City is kind of like the big main city of the Kalos region, which is based off of um, 
like Paris. So like there's an Eiffel Tower in Lumio City and the whole the city itself is a giant circle. So when it zooms out in the trailer, you'll almost notice five little circles inside those circles. So it kind of looks like there'll be five districts. And I would speculate similarly to Legends, those five separate districts are going to like those will be areas that will like have uh, be closed off. So that it won't be a complete open world like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet what like was. It'll be a bit more segmented open world, like a um, segmented world with like open area zones like the previous Legends game. There's a lot they can Did do you with beat the Arceus? combat. Yeah, I beat it after. And the there needs to be a lot of improvement with the battle system. So I actually wouldn't be completely surprised if the battle system got like rehauled in a, in a like in some capacity because while certain things about it were like fun and interesting and i did really like um how easy it was to catch pokemon like you could just throw pokeballs and you're just catching them and you're not having to go into battles if you just want to like throw shit or go by fast or whatever because you're catching so many so like all of that was really fun and easy but the actual fights themselves were pretty uh, boring especially towards the end where um it was like oh you just like you could like depending if you just like hit there's like two styles of attacks you can do one is like agile which is like means that you have more ch- like you go faster in like the turn order but you hit like you don't hit as hard and then the strong style means like you do double damage, but then like you have like a long cooldown before it's your turn to go again, which meant that like in some cases you or the enemy got five attacks off in a row. And so if you kind of like weren't fully paying attention or just like the AI or your Pokemon just like were a bit too slow, because that's another thing, like they have stats. So if your Pokemon has slow speed stats, it's just going to get wrecked. So. I think there needs to be like a lot of improvement to the uh yeah to the battle system. So that's why I kind of am like, oh, like we don't really know how it's going to look or what it's going to really play like because like, I wouldn't be surprised so was if there, they did a lot there. Was there anything else in like was this a Pokémon Direct or like what was it? I don't they uh they also talked about the uh new mobile card game so greg you didn't watch the whole did you watch the whole thing or just i didn't watch i didn't watch any of it except for the trailer for uh z day okay no it called z2a or is it za z2a z-a oh i don't like that no the other games that were talked about were just kind of like updates to um their two mobile games um which like Pokemon Cafe Remix, Pokemon Masters <laughs> update. There's like terror raids. There's like the special terror Pokemon raids. Pokemon Cafe Remix. A remix. There, so I think there was original Pokemon cafes. Cafe. No, you just make desserts and snacks and stuff. Oh, and Jesus. The poke, the, honestly, the art style is super cute. And then the Pokemon are dressed up as like little chefs. <laughs> very, really? Very cool yeah they're <laughs> it's really cute i would 
I don't know. I actually would love if they did a uh, either kind of like a mini series or like some shorts with that style or even a game in that style would be really cute. I, I think it's very distinct, but not important for this. And uh, Pokemon Unite <laughs> got an update. And yes, the, you know, like how there's Dual Master or Master Duel for Yu Gi Oh! They yeah. made a Pokemon version now. So there's a Pokemon um, mobile trading card game. game. <laughs> yeah. So you can play the TCG on mobile now and open packs cool. and all that kind of stuff. Nice. And I saw someone <clears throat> like someone said, like, said a thing where you can actually trade cards, which feels insane and like fake news. Because I can't imagine a mobile uh, card game letting you tra- actually trade cards, but huge if true. I can't remember if that was talked about or not because I just saw what was being announced and wasn't paying attention to anything that they were saying because I was not interested. Um, mm. I was just like, I was watching, but I was like waiting for the end for when I knew that they were going to announce the big game as they always do they wait till the end but uh that's really it i gotta say also i'm happy that it's coming out next year that means that we're getting an app like a year without any new pokemon games um give the people some time to you know get the plus it's probably the work done do you think it'll be like a switch to launch uh possible if if like the new rumors are true and that the switch Two is been like you know internally delayed until march um it's a possibility but the pokemon legends arceus came out in january the year that it came out so i don't know if it wouldn't i don't know if they're gonna wait because like the pokemon company is on their own fucking schedule and they don't care about anything (laughs) else um but i wouldn't hate that i would really i think having yeah give us a give us a pokemon and a metroid and a and a Mario for our launch, and that switch will destroy the internet. Now, let me tell you, you're not going to see a Metroid because uh, what it did, it didn't do well. I I, I was looking Metroid at some numbers. Four. It's been a yeah. Uh, Metroid saying, Four is common, man. No, I know, but all I'm saying, like I like, um, I was looking I'm at numbers, like Dread? and like Dread didn't do great. Yeah, but no, but like four has coming out. It has I've, to. Yeah, I feel yeah, like I mean, yeah, ho- I've been hearing that story for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but like dread, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more hype around Metroid Prime Four than there is like Metroid. Don't get me wrong, I I liked Metroid Dread. That was that was a fantastic game. But like, I don't know. I think there's a lot more hype surrounding Metroid Prime Four, and especially where it's been so long. Like, and God, I just. I hope it doesn't do the Duke Nukem for everything <laughs> where it finally comes out and is like, ah, oh, this is, this is not that good. I, but th- I think there's that. a good chance of that being the case. I doubt it. I have faith that that's probably going to be pretty insane. I, I'm like, I mean, I, I can see both sides. Like I can definitely see a world where it comes out and it is garbage, but I are like too, like, you know, Jerry, to your point that maybe it's going to be good is like, the reason why it's been taking so long is that originally the people who were working on it showed what they were yeah, working they... on to Nintendo and they were like, this isn't <laughs> they good enough. Fired. <laughs> they got fired. So they're yeah, they gave it clearly to retro care enough retro about yeah. 
yeah that's what i like so they care enough about this franchise and at least like metroid prime like the like legacy of that um series enough to not just throw something out for the sake of like getting it out and being like okay well it is what it is so while yeah like the extended development cycle and ever like not hearing a peep about it in you know fucking years is rarely encouraging for any video game um the fact that they like they were willing to just be like no nah, this is not good enough we can do better and like i think is well, i think but eventually things come positively. to a cri- things come to a critical mass of costing too much money like that's why right. um that that's that's why um I don't know. It's it's weird to compare uh, Nintendo to EA of all companies, but <laughs> that's why Anthem was released in the state it was in because it kept getting extended and extended and extended. But it got to the point where it's like this is costing too much money. We we need something. I mean, something's got to come out. So like, mm-hmm. with what Metroid generally sells at, you have to wonder like what is the critical mass of cost versus yeah. projected profit. No, like, absolutely. And that definitely, like, totally factors in. And I think, like I said, I can see a world where this could definitely be really good or garbage. I just think that if it was going to be complete garbage and, like, like you said, just it's cost too much. Like, let's just get it out. Like, let's anthem it in a way. Um, it already would be out. I think more like more like uh, more likely the case is it will get canceled and the assets will get used for something else. Ugh, that's not a world Possibly. I want to live in. That is like, not a world I want to live in. Whereas, yeah, there's no Metro Prime Four, but like the any engine work or anything like that will be applied to something else to recoup. Yeah. Well, uh, or they'll lay off everyone. <laughs> oh yeah, they'll do that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's been oh, so it's been five years since it's reset so it's only been in development in its current iteration for five years oh <laughs> that's still that's still a long time but for the current i have things, i have faith i have faith i'm going to continue to yeah. have faith i'm okay jerry here's here, here how i'm with jerry if it comes out if it comes, <laughs> i'm with jerry okay. if it comes out good and if it comes out bad i'm with great no, i was gonna say i'm with jerry <laughs> if it comes out if it's the massive fall title that like because they have a if the switch 2 isn't coming out in the fall or like september and it's going to end up coming out in march they have nothing really going and there's no new pokemon switch game, 2 is usually... not coming out this year i'm yeah i'm pretty so, sure like, i've seen a bloomberg thing saying like they pushed it back like they had intended to try to get it out this year but they, exactly. they pushed it back to 2025. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm, I'm, so that's what I saw and I'm, what I, I think is probably true too. And with that being the case, with no Switch 2, no, like no po- big Pokemon game, um, they have nothing big that is coming out in, from like at the like end of this year where they may have originally had the Switch 2 planned. So, if Metroid, like, Prime 4 comes out, like, maybe Metroid Prime 4 was going to be a launch title for the Switch 2 in, like, October or whatever. And now they, like, push back Switch 2 till March. 
maybe Metroid Prime 4 is cross-play or like cross-generational. And that is going to still, that is their big game they put out this like October, November. Yeah. Well, either way, I'm excited about it. Um, But a world that I do want to live in every day of my life until things get really bad is the world of Final Fantasy VII. Oh, I don't want to live in that world at all. No. (laughs) That's a terrible place to be. Yeah. (laughs) No, thank you. If there's a if there's a world I can live in where Tifa is in, I am I'm there. I am there. Jerry, you would I never meet st- Tifa. You don't know that. <laughs> no, Jerry, you'd be like, who's that guy who in, in the first game who like really liked Tifa, but then you have to go save Johnny? <laughs> you'd be the Johnny. <laughs> hey. Well, like who, who do you see? Do you see yourself as Cloud Strife? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you'd be Johnny. <laughs> I think more realistically, if any of us were in the world of Final Fantasy, we'd be the people who were dying in the slums. Like slums. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking about? We're dying in the slums, or like I like to believe that I would maybe be in like I don't know, like Nibelheim or something. When it burned down. No, like after <laughs> when it was okay. <laughs> I just that is not a world you want to live in. You know, just go pop in and check on Vincent Valentine's coffin every once in a while. You know, give it a little knock and be like, "Hey, buddy, still, uh, still good." <laughs> I still can't. I still can't believe Matt Mercer's voicing him. That's gonna I be know, so I'm fucking saying. dope. That's so um, But you know what? Let's get it. Let's uh, let's uh, let's get into some some of this Final Fantasy VII Rebirth hype because uh, I've been holding 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 back for a bit. Like I've been trying not to to watch very much on it. I've only seen very little. Um, I did see another clip of something that I scrolled past last night, and that was Cloud petting a baby chocobo, and it was quite cute. But uh, I, and of course, I could not surpass the opportunity. Well, it's not an opportunity. Well, it was kind of an opportunity, but it was forwarded to me that uh, the, uh, the the swimsuit edition of the Final Fantasy VII characters. Cloud and his and his little little. Just say you're staring at Tifa. Shorts. Like, why? What's all this like build up to just be like you're ogling Tifa? No, that's <laughs> that's not that's not what you said in the group chat. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, look, it's it's no surprise. I, I, but like, I liked Tifa before she was this hot. <laughs> Tifa was always the hot one. She always had the massive boobs, and she was hot. And she had the fan, like the fan art and the official art. She was always that hot. Yeah, but like, I don't know, man. I don't know if she like they. It's like the fans were like, make it hotter, and Square was like, all right. She <laughs> you guys the asked for it. She doesn't advent children. Like, come on. She's this is this is. She's mm. always been this hot. People, man, people are. I even... heard. I heard. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a lot to. You. I don't. I don't have a lot to contribute to this conversation. Uh-huh. But what I heard was that um, they had listened to the. I'm going <laughs> to air quotes call it fan feedback. Um, I know exactly. And they enhanced her for uh, remake or not rebirth. I think. Okay, you put her in a bikini. Her yeah, she's got she's got assets and features yeah, that are going to be highlighted. Eight K fucking cannons. 
but like a big thing with uh i remember like the backlash or like <laughs> backlash um in with remake was like oh they made her boobs tinier and like every every woman with large so boobs thing? were like that's Every woman with large boobs was like, that's just what boobs look like when you put them in a sports bra. Like, she is wearing a sports bra. Her hu- She still has huge tits. They're just not as round because she's wearing a fucking sports bra. So, like, because she's fighting. And then you put her in a bikini and it's like, yeah, those well, are huge tits. They're unleashed. She, yeah. They're, she is. Yeah. F- yeah she is fully gone, like, dead or alive jiggle physics now. Like, it is insane <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, playing that you're gonna play, you spend like eight hours on that sit up mini game <laughs> at the beach can you do squats at the beach no there's a there's a sit up mini game and you're, you're at the beach just, uh it's somewhere she's she's wearing her swimsuit there you go doing sit-ups with with tifa you're like i gotta get this achievement guys you know i just it's really engaging gameplay yeah, I mean, don't mind like uh don't mind that the controller is really sticky. I don't know how it got like Jesus that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's buttons just are all sweat. jammed up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sweat. Come on. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's all sweat. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aerith was cute looking too in her little little swimsuit. Don't try and don't try and back at <laughs> pedal out of all the things that you say, Jerry. No one's gonna fall for that. I'm not alone. <laughs> No, you're not. That's why people like Tifa. But hey, man, like you got you get Cloud, isn't like he's like he's so skinny. You know, he's so thin. He's, he's got that eye candy, so, I guess. He's so he's so like um he's so well, pale. Was, and what so if you get shirtless looking. Zach? What if you get shirtless Zach? I feel like Zach's Doubtful. a little bit <laughs> Cloud <laughs> is essentially <laughs> just another female body type. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen <laughs> He's very feminine. There's I mean, the, nothing the, wrong. The, the There's nothing wrong a, with it. The trailer has a shirt off, and it's like, ooh, that's a bit indecent, I think. <laughs> yeah. Did you see his nipples? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> the, did, you, uh? did you say? Did you see how big his nipples were? No. Did you see how pink is his pink nipples? Oh, that's why he's, ooh, a little indecent. He's definitely buying sure. that, like. That like nipple pinkener from Japan. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh shit. There is nothing wrong with being a feminine. Like you know, I not at all. Not at all. No. And he he's a very beautiful Look, man, man. If we're, if we're if we're gonna get shirtless Cloud, I I hope the hell we get shirtless Barrett. <laughs> uh, for for my no, he's friends, wearing a sailor suit like in the real original game. No way. Was he? Yeah. Oh, you man. didn't notice in that trailer, Jerry? How did you not uh, notice in that trailer with Barrett in the I background? I wonder how he didn't notice. Hmm. How did Jerry not notice a that giant man you. in a sailor outfit? That clip I sent you, Jerry, had Barrett in the background in a sailor suit. Oh, I remember was now. Yeah, quite I, I re- distracted. I remember him now. Yes, of course. Sure. Barrett was oh, in the trailer. Oh, that's a bummer. That he's not like so. I have a friend who is he's like so into bears, and he is obsessed <laughs> with Barrett. Like Barrett was his first crush, and I, I'm like, they they should give they should give. Sh- he needs his shirtless Barrett. I'm I'm sure that with the way the remake was, I'm sure he'll be like, get me out of this here sailor suit, and then he'll. <laughs> 
That was a good that was a good impression. That was a good parent impression. That's a good impression. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm, sure he'll, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he'll he'll do something like that, and then you know away you go. Yeah. And then, and then um, he'll bitch about something to do with Mother Earth. <laughs> you know how in remake, depending on your conversational choices or things that you do, you there's like that bonus scene or not bonus scene but there's that like cutscene that you can get where you could um it could be either Aerith, tifa or barrett uh yes his was barrett and he didn't realize that there were other options <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah he was like man i love that scene like from chapter whatever and like all this stuff and i was like oh you know that like there's three options or whatever and he's like oh really He's like, I can't. He's like, so, I, I mean, just really love Barrett. So recently, um, because this is coming out so soon, uh, tomorrow night, as a matter of fact, at the time of this recording, uh, I decided I think it might be time that I try to get in that uh, that intermission or uh, integrate. Well, it's so this confused the shit out of me because when I went to go re-download the game, uh, a, I also realized that I had lost all my save files from the original um because when you play the ps5 version it tells you like hey you can load up your saves but you gotta save you gotta like upload them or something with the ps4 version so i'm like jesus christ all right so download the ps4 version and i go in and they're not there and i think why that is is because i no longer have the ps4 that i had that on and at the time i did not have ps plus so I did not get to upload those saves to the cloud. So those saves I don't, go by. But I don't you don't even need the saves for integrate and intermission. And that's the other thing that confused the shit out of me is the fact that I load up because I'm like looking on the PlayStation store for integrate and I can't like I'm like, where the like I know because I do a, a library share with my buddy. I'm like, I I know he bought this, but I don't like I cannot find it. And then finally, I just like went into the PS5 one and, and you could just play it through there. But they call it uh, intermission. Like it's up in the corner. Like you just go over and select it and it, they refer to it as intermission. But I think when it first came out, it was called intergrade. So I'm I'm very confused. But it either way, called, it's still called intergrade. I don't know what that's about. Really? Oh, yeah. weird. Um, well, think, um... either way, I started playing it. And Beth, you were right some good shit that is oh i was like what what did i say well i remember you saying like you should go play this because it's it's really good and yeah i mean i haven't played final fantasy 7 remake since it came out like i literally i beat it and i was like cool i'm i guess i'll just patiently wait for the next one and i i kind of overlooked i guess integrate but i went back into it yuffie's a lot of fun to play as pretty different how she's like melee and ranged mm-hmm. uh i also realized i forgot how to play that game and i was getting absolutely murdered by like the first sort of like mini boss like those two wolves they were just fucking my shit up and i was like mm-hmm. what is going on Did, like am i not understanding how this game plays anymore or something what was happening here um i was not paying attention to the stagger stuff is what the problem is because i've totally forgot about the staggering but yeah replayed so um i don't know i believe that if you like look it up online there's like a whole 
like 10 step process to get your uh, FF7 remake save files from (laughs) PS4 to PS4. Yeah, because I had the same problem and I had PlayStation Plus the entire time. And I saw that my files, my Final Fantasy VII save files were saved to the cloud. But for whatever reason, I couldn't actually download them properly onto my PS5 so that the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake would acknowledge them. So before oh. I played the Yuffie DLC, I replayed Seven. Uh, like I played all of the it? remake. Yeah, I replayed the remake. Um, oh shit! Well, it's actually not that bad. Like I turned it down. If you, I turned it down to the easiest difficulty. And, you know, just like power through the combat, like basically it's just, (laughs) I did do, and I did want to get the options for like the good dresses for the, all the characters. So I did also do all the side quests, but it was really fast. Like, I don't know. It didn't take me, it took me like way less time uh, to beat it the second time than it did the first. 20, 30 hours? I would say less, like 20 or less. Oh, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and so I did that. I replayed the remake, and then I played Yuffie, and then I played like the inner inner intergrade. Um, so I haven't seen I haven't seen much of intergrade yet. Um, I'm gonna play some more tonight, I think, uh, and then probably play a bunch more tomorrow night before the new one comes out. And uh, I got real sad when you get to the slums. And like you're mm. about to go meet like the the avalanche crew at that place, and in the distance you just see like Jesse and Biggs and Wedge like talking, and I was like, oh man, what the fuck? Yeah. What? Oh, you had to take them away from me. Uh, well, they're more alive in the remake than they were in the original. Um. Well, that's the that's the thing. That's that's what I find so insane is that like Jesse, a character that in the original mm-hmm. was just like a like a cool character, like she was fine. But like she came and went and it was like, oh, that sucks. Lost that character. Now she's not around anymore. But like in remake, it was just like I felt that loss in a weird way. Like that I was like, no, but legit, uh, like the three of them are still alive. I thought, no, I thought Jesse died. No, the three of them. That's the a part of when they like defeat fate or whatever, break out of it. Um, oh, you find out that the three of them, I mean, are critically injured, <laughs> but they didn't die. <laughs> right, uh, right, right. It's been, so, yeah, like yeah. I said, it's been a long time since I played played remake um, since it came out, which was Jesus, that that's almost four years ago now, isn't it? 2020? 2020. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but it, it was so insane, though, like when I loaded up the PS5 version and like the music kicks in and I was mm-hmm. like, whoo, getting those cold shivers again. And I was like, oh, man, I forgot how fucking good this game is. Like, holy I shit. Didn't. OK, so I enjoyed most of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I hated the combat. And what? yeah, it's I hated the combat. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> That's crazy. So That's much. a hot take. I I really well, Andrew agrees with me. But so did not like the combat. <laughs> combat it drove me insane. Um, the AI 
enemy AI was atrocious, like just atrocious. Like I could not believe how fucking annoying and stupid the enemy AI was uh, at times. So I really did not enjoy playing that game through the, for the combat it, at time, especially towards the end of the game. I played the whole, almost the entire game on like normal difficulty. And I got halfway through Shinra building and turned it down because I just was like, I'm not going to finish this game because I hate this combat so much. So I'm turning the difficulty down so that at least I can just get through it. Um, because the you can get um, like you can get like a material and stuff that up aggro, but the it's very ineffectual. Because the enemy AI just automatically aggros on the character that you are currently playing as. Regardless of your damage output, it's like the en- the enemy AI just goes for the character that you're playing. So if you're playing as, cl- if you're, you know, controlling Cloud um, and you're taking a bunch of damage and you want to switch to, you know, Aerith to heal or like play for like a little bit, they'll all then just like dogpile Aerith. And it's like, she's not even doing damage or anything and you were completely ignoring her and now you're, because I'm controlling her, you're just doing it. So it's like, there is no aggro system. The aggro is only, I'm going to attack the character you're controlling. So, Greg, you've played, you you haven't played a lot of Remake, right? You've only just kind of threw it on? Uh, I played like, let's say, let's say I played like five hours. Okay. What did you think of the combat? I thought it was fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Perfectly I, like I think it's, I think it's cool, um, but to each their own, I guess. I I am very. I think the thing that's drawing me the most to Rebirth, uh, unlike a, which is not unlike almost everybody else that's being drawn to this game, is to see exactly what is going to change, like what is going mm-hmm. to happen. Because like the end of that first one, and again. We could throw a spoiler alert up, but like, I mean, this game's been out for like four years. And if you're listening to this podcast and you like that game, chances are you've already played it. Um, but just in case, spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about uh, details of the very end of Final of uh, Greg, do you care? I'm, I'm sure you must have. I've already seen the entire game. Yeah, sure. that's the thing. Yeah. Um, so at the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake, like, I, I just remember like my jaw hitting the floor and being like, wait, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, this is not at all how I thought this was going to go. Like, I did not predict. I, I legitimately just thought that it was just going to be a straight up remake of the original game. I didn't think they were going to actually be like, oh, yeah, we're like, we're we're throwing a wrench in this and like really doing something different. So, like, Beth, what mm. what is I, I, I guess I have a, I have a two part question for for each of us. Um, what? is your like pie in the sky like this is what i hope is like one of like the or the twists of the game that you're just like i hope this is what they do i would like to see this happen and what do you think is going to be like the the through path of this one like do you think they're gonna do you think they're gonna attempt to really derail the story by the end of this one or do you think they're gonna kind of just play with our emotions more so um uh okay so what i expect is 
Um, I actually don't expect it to change a whole lot. No? Um, no, not like crazy. I think that the... Basically, I guess like the bones of what's going to happen is going to stay the same. But it's just going to like the set dressing is going to be different. I just... I don't think a whole lot is going to change. Um, I don't know, because I just. There there's the, I, they like, you know, opened it up to have more possibilities so that it doesn't have to be like a strict retelling. And they're going to have um, like Yuffie and Vincent join the party and be more present and give them actual like kind of stories and they're going to tie in more so. There is that. So there's like, those are going to be the ways that it changes. But I think that um, by the end of it, like, it's going to still kind of be on the same trajectory as the original. Because no matter how crazy the twists and turns were in Seven, and yes, they like the ending was like very different in that, like what you were actually doing, like fighting, you know, destiny and all that stuff. You still ended up going kind of mostly in the same path as you did in the original, just over an extended period of time. And they needed that part to be longer. So they added more stuff to fill it out. Yeah. Um, well, I think you're, what you're, I just like you're leaving. Midgard going in the same direction as you are in the remake as you were in the original. So I that's why I'm like I I don't think I think it's going to look different but it's still going to be the same in in like So what would what core. would you what would you like to see? Like what would your pie in the sky thing that you would like to see that would be like a big change in this one? Like I I, think like, I feel like it's probably something to do with Zack. No. I don't like Zack that much. I mean, I, I like really Zach liked a lot. him. I really like him. I enjoy. I really liked him because of his ending in Crisis Core. Like I thought his story in Crisis Core was phenomenal. Um, so it's kind of like, in a weird way, I don't need more of him. But I'm not gonna say no. Uh, so (laughs) I'm I'm interested to see that. I just, I don't. I'm curious. I'm curious to see whether or not. Zach isn't even in the same timeline as um, our main characters are because when we saw that cutscene where Zach doesn't die at the end of yeah, um, that was crazy. The there was like a flyer or like a bag of chips or something that flew by, <laughs> and the there was a dog on it, and the dog that was on it is different than the dog that we were seeing throughout the entire game. So it's like to me that's like oh they're in parallel universes they're not in the same universe or timeline also timeline wise like zach in the like original timeline zach dies um cloud gets manages to get to midgard and then almost like immediately signs up to go on that avalanche mission and he has the buster sword but Zach has the Buster Sword, and if he doesn't die, he doesn't give Cloud the Buster Sword, and we see Zach with the Buster Sword. So they both can't be in the same timeline and have both of them have the Buster Sword. So 
I don't even know if like uh so it's like okay is Zach even in the same timeline are we even really gonna be playing as Zach is Zach stuff just gonna be like cutscenes so. that happen I hope that we are get like to see him a little bit more I hope we get a little bit more of him and they flesh that stuff out and who knows it would be crazy to see some like crisis core characters actually show up in this in a weird well, way something that okay so I would I as I've, I've said I do not like the combat for seven remake and um if the like remake had actually strictly stayed on the same path as the original and didn't really do anything i genuinely probably wouldn't have liked the game a whole lot the thing that i find interesting about the game is the changes that they're making because um it is tying into and kind of like making nods to the entirety of the final fantasy 7 universe that they created so um when you i like there is stuff in final fantasy's like integrate that is a reference and a nod to dirge of cerberus and oh i watched my mom play dirge of cerberus i've been wanting to play dirge of cerberus I know that it's not a very good game. It's not good. I know it's not good, but I still want to play it. Nah, I want to play it. When I saw like names and characters and things from Dirge of Cerberus, I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then there's the um, like secret boss is Weiss and he's from um, Dirge of Cerberus. And like you're getting basically like, and then yeah, Sack with Crisis Core. It's it's kind of like, one thing that I found all really of these things in. Hmm? interesting was that they said that Vincent and Sid will not be playable characters. Like they're in the game, but you they will not be in any yeah. combat. Mm. So like well. m- like part of my thing was like I had been saying for a, a while now is that you know I wonder if this game will almost get up to the very end of like that third disc and then it kind of pulls the rug and says like hey like the next game because they've already said that it's going to be three games like yeah what if the third game is literally like the first part of that game is the conclusion of the original and then it's like something entirely different that's kind of my pie in this guy i hope this sets up the next one you know in a crazy way that it's like holy shit all right like this is this is going to be unreal but i'm I'm trying to taper my expectations a little bit because i it might be a bit of a long shot to to think that way i can tell you my okay here's my like here's what i think here's my true belief (laughs) is that the end of this game is going to be with Aerith dying at the temple of the ancients that's where this game is going to end yeah it's gonna, mm-hmm. it's gonna. That's gonna be the end of this game. Is gonna it, whether. I think she's still gonna die, but whether or not she actually does or not, that's where the game is gonna end. It's gonna end at the Temple of the Ancients. Um, when, so I watched the state of play, that they did that was dedicated just to, um, seven, rebirth, and, uh, it talked about how. Like, oh, it was like, oh, play through the game. Like, you know, that narrator voice was like, play through the game and watch as like Aerith's fate is determined. So 
that's why I'm like, this game is like, at the end of this game, it's going to end at Temple of the Ancients with either her dying again or her not dying. So like, whichever way they end up going. So I think it's going to end there. Uh, Greg, where do you think it's going to end? (laughs) Where I think it's going to end? Yeah. So I'll tell you, like here, this this is my... What's the Greg Stradamus prediction here? I'm I'm of two minds of of how it could... uh, how it could turn out. Uh, possibility one, and there are only these two in my mind. Possibility one <laughs> is that uh, Tifa dies, Aerith lives. Possibility yep. two is that Aerith lives only to die at a later point, mm-hmm. like Final Destination rules. Ooh. Yeah, that's what... Because she's not supposed there, to be alive. Yeah. And she will be aware that she's not supposed to be alive. Because that's, that's what these things always do. That's my my pie in the sky is that is literally that. Is that like because Aerith clearly you... has memories of like the original timeline. She survives at the Temple of the Ancients to at some point in the third game come to the conclusion that the only way, the only timelines, the only realities that um Sephiroth loses are the ones where she dies. So she does Can have to sacrifice the... herself the pins and needles that we will be on if she lives through this game like the whole next game would be like please please just keep her alive <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, almo- I-, I almost i almost promise you she's going to live but be aware that she should be dead yeah and like that's what i want to happen that's my like i said that's my pie in the sky is like for a couple reasons one i want her around longer because <laughs> she's like my favorite uh another reason i think like from like a marketing standpoint, you would want her there so that you can market the game, like the third game. And she's like, um, like, w- like her and Cloud and Tifa are incredibly recognizable characters in like gaming history. So like you would want to have those characters around to be like, you know, to make a splash to kind of like, um, you know, be a part of that marketing cycle. So like I can see it from like a business standpoint. I think it would be a lot more interesting for story wise. Um, But like my, cause my original kind of like theory was, yeah, that she, she gets in that temple, somehow doesn't end up dying at that point in time, realizes that she has to sacrifices herself sometime in the third game. I also wanted to say that my, I'm I'm putting, I'm putting my chips down. The third game is going to be final fantasy seven return. Um, is that the name of the last one? That's what I think the third, the last name one's going to be called. That's what I think the third one's going to be called. Hmm. Interesting. I think the third one's going to be called Return because there's remake, rebirth, and then Return. And the Crisis Core remake was Reunion, so there's re something. So I think, um, also well, like, so that that's. But I think I think at the end of the day, I think that they're. I don't know. I think she's still going to die at the end. Speaking about re ridiculous is the only thing that I can think of to describe the first moments of hell divers Two. Greg. I, I have been waiting like an impatient dog waiting for a treat to talk about this game. And I, I am, I am ready to, I'm ready to let everybody know that uh, you got to get out there and we have to fight for democracy. And for liberty everybody I mean, needs to come together super earth needs us now more than yeah. ever <laughs> now more than dude all jokes aside 
I cannot believe, and I, I've, I said this numerous times the first night we played, I cannot believe how good this game is. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I never would have imagined in a million years how fucking good this game is. Because, like, even you said it about the, the marketing and stuff behind this was, like, it was okay, but I don't know. It's the marketing was to... okay. It didn't make you want to play. It did the fake um, multiplayer chatter and things like that. <laughs> we made like, fun of that. <laughs> we did. And like it just it didn't seem like like it was going to make any waves. I thought it was going to come and go. No, nah, but apparently it's a really good game. And uh, then, yeah. And then we played it and we saw that it was, in fact, a very good game. Um, yes. You pulled the trigger first. I did, yeah. Because it was it was funny it was funny watching the evolution of you being like guys I think this game actually might be pretty cool to like guys the more I see of this game the more I want it to guys I think I'm gonna get this game to mm, maybe I'll wait for it to come out on PS Plus to I bought the game <laughs> I could not wait <laughs> and then I, I I even told you if you buy the game I'm in I'll buy it it's not even a full price game which is crazy like I don't it's like. It's like the <laughs> least, it's the least predatory live service game that I've ever encountered. Yeah. Um, so let's, like let's get into it. passes, but like you don't have to spend a dime. Exactly. And that's, that's something that I really want to, want to touch on. Um, so let's get into it. Let's, let's talk a bit about hell divers here. So I think you summed it up perfectly by saying it is the least predatory live service game ever. Cause I even, as I was trying to explain this to friends, you said, that is the one way to put this if somebody asks, well, how live service is it? Because like mm-hmm. I, for one, do not like live service games. I don't care for them. Um, but this feels different in a way. And I think you kind of hit hit the nail on the head by saying like, yeah, there's a quote unquote battle pass. But like how like within the first sitting, how, like we had like how many pages done? Like two? Yeah, yeah. There's like I think well, there's like seven pages. I don't know how many pages are in there's the, nine. The, there's the, nine the, pages. Nine pages in the free pass. Okay, so yeah, it doesn't take long to go through it. Well, it it does. Your progress does slow down eventually, but there's there's a premium currency and a premium battle pass. But like, a you can get premium currency in the free battle pass. But something I've never seen before is that premium currency is just like a a drop on the map too. Like you can just pick up premium currency. Yeah, yeah, I know. So which like, is I've pretty I, cool. I was two hundred. I was two hundred short on the premium battle pass. So I just went and farmed for an hour, and got what I needed. And now I have the premium battle pass. Yeah, that's that's insane. Like, and I feel like at first I didn't realize either. Um, you know the fact that I thought it was all cosmetic. At first, I was like, oh, that looks like a cool helmet. That looks like a cool, like, cape. But then, like, I realized that you could bring up, like, stats, and I'm like, wait, hang on a second. These actually, like, these matter. They do things. Mm-hmm. They have stats to them. And, like, the armor that I'm wearing now, that full white armor, that gives you, uh, I think it's, like, 15% less recoil if you're crouching. Mm-hmm. And then it also makes you way more resistant, like, 50% resistance to explosions. Mm-hmm. which is wild because i mean the amount of times that we, like we've blown each other up doing dumb shit 
like and that's the other thing too like i love the the character that this game has because it does have a lot of character yes it's like it's immediately like uh, like i was able to absorb the humor of this game immediately and like within i don't know 40 minutes we're shouting at each other the same way that the characters actually do and saying Mm -hmm. things like you know like just something funny that we do every single time is when we're waiting for one another to join each other's game we just stand in the middle of our ship saluting like (laughs) that salute with like the raised fist and then we just walk up to each other give the salute and say for liberty (laughs) <laughs> and then mm-hmm. away we go every single time and it's it's just dumb fun but then at the same time dude that one moment that we had where we called that extraction so for anybody that's not aware of what this game is yeah Jay, go all, through how go through go over how the game works yeah because people people might be singing singing <laughs> people might be saying people are singing they're singing praises <laughs> They are singing phrases, but what they might be saying is, what the hell is Helldivers? Like, what is this game? So, as you've just heard, it is a live service type game, but not so much. Uh, but it is a third-person cooperative shooter uh, where you're, at this point in time, uh, either fighting big bugs, uh, just like you would be seeing in Starship Troopers, which has a... I, I feel like a huge uh, influence on the the humor and style of this game. Um, so there's like the big bugs, and then there's also missions with robots, and the they are called the automatons. So essentially, what you do is you and your friends will pick a spot on the map, and you will you will pick a pick a mission. Um, but like you could pick, like what, how, maybe you can explain a little better how the uh, like. There's like missions, but they're like in tiers, right? So you choose your difficulty and then you'll get a variety of missions uh-huh. to choose from. And then once you choose your mission and your difficulty, you uh, you drop down onto the planet and then you drop, complete your objectives, look for bonus objectives and extract all within a time limit. Right. Um, and I, another thing too, I normally don't like games with time limits. Like I, I usually don't like that kind of thing where I'm like, forced to do something within a certain time frame but in this game it just feels like a good set amount like it's like okay we got 30 minutes to get in and get out and like a lot of crazy shit can happen in those 30 minutes mm-hmm. and um you know you, you you pick where you drop you drop in as you said go find your your kind of main objectives sometimes and like what's crazy is like it's it's one of those kinds of games but in like a in a micro scale kind of like per mission where like you'll see something in the distance and be like, Ooh, what's that? Let's go there and check this out. Oh, what's that thing over there? All right, let's go check this thing out. Like you're kind of getting sidetracked in really good ways along the way to that main objective. And then like, you know, you complete that main objective, you get that sweet swell of that, that music, which by the way, how good is this fucking soundtrack? That it's 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 not it's barely a soundtrack because like there's a bot theme there's a bug theme and then there's the main theme and the the composer I forget the the guy's name but he did such a good job with the um the main theme that it's like you always feel like a hero like when you <laughs> when it's like it's it sounds something like straight out of a fucking Marvel movie 
Yeah, a little bit. It's just it's just got like that, like very brassy, like um, that brassy swell. And like when you when you drop to uh, it does the same thing every time, and I love it every time where it, you you drop to the planet, and the music starts to crescendo. Music <laughs> drops out, and then comes back in with like the huge the the huge like um, called the chorus of the the main theme, and it's badass every time. And then it does the same thing when you extract, where it it has a, a, a like a crescendo to the main theme again, but with with like brass and strings this time. It's absolutely fantastic the the way it does such a good job of making you feel heroic using yeah. a short sting of music. And, and speaking of heroic, um, to kind of build on top of how we've explained this game, I cannot believe how many times we've gone from laughing hysterically at each other or at things around us to just full on screaming and yelling and just fully like total clutch moments that like there was the one moment dude that I, that like really set this this game ahead for me by a lot for these kinds of things was that mission that we were doing with the with the big bugs that shoot the acid mm-hmm. it was the first time we did one of those and we called the the extraction ship down i think we only had like two minutes and like 30 seconds mm-hmm. left in total it takes about two minutes it takes what it, it is takes it? two minutes, minutes for yeah, exactly two minutes for yeah. the for the drop ship to come so we knew we only had like a 30 second window to like and it got like because when you call down extraction um shit gets real like as soon as you hit extraction you're you're going to be bombarded by like waves of shit and, and it's just going to be relentless it's like a total holdout moment you just got to defend yourself the best you can and wait for that ship to come and hopefully everybody can get off and get get away but we were in a situation where we were out of revives and we were both kind of separated we're both just like dodging and rolling and flopping around i'm pretty sure like one of us ran out of ammo and it just was like total chaos and that ship came down dude and we just both dived into that thing like just in the nick of time and it was like exactly what you just said like then that swell comes in and it's just like it was such a crazy moment that like when it was done i was like kind of shaking like i felt like i just beat like a crazy dark souls boss like the, mm-hmm. I had that feeling of I was just vibrating and I was like, that was insane. That was crazy. I couldn't believe how epic it was. And yeah, like from that moment forward, it totally started to feel like one of those like like Monster Hunter, like, OK, let's just do one more. Let's just do one more. Let's just do one more run. And yeah, like it just. It, it's insane how good this game is. I. I I'll be at work just thinking about this, like watching videos. And there's so many funny, stupid things that can happen. Like, dude, when we were playing the other night, when we tried to get a, a couple in like real quick before I had to had to leave and you got stuck up on that hill <laughs> <laughs> and you got stuck in the wall. Mm-hmm. I was what stuck it, between like, <laughs> was it between like the, like a, a pod or something? I don't remember. I was stuck on something. Yeah, well, you you your I wedged your revive, in something. Yeah, your revive pod, like your reinforcement pod, came down on top of like the side of a mountain, mm-hmm. and you were just like on this little ledge, 
I was dead, dead. No more reinforcements that we could call in, which by the way, reinforcements are basically your revives. Yeah. Um, you have a set five per player in the mission. Yes. Share. Um, which another thing that's, I, I, I find so cool about this game is that when you're, when your buddy falls down and dies, you don't go over and just hold a or something or hold the, the square button to like revive. No, no. What you have to do is you hold your left bumper or L1, and then you have to punch in a combo of D-pad, uh, like a string of D-pad inputs to do certain things, which are your stratagems. And they're kind of like little grenades that you can just whip down on the ground. Uh, kind of like, kind of when I first seen it, it kind of reminded me of like Bulma just throwing down like a capsule <laughs> from mm. Dragon Ball Z. And just like, basically you punch in the combination of the list like it'll show you a list of the com like you don't have to remember them or anything um and it'll show you the list of combos that you have to punch in for certain things like your your revives um different like heavy artillery uh you know getting more ammo stuff like that it's all done with like these stratagems and i think it's such a clever thing it's so simple it's, but like it's it's really simple but it's it's really smart because just as easily it could have been like a single button press to to call down something but like when you're in this shit and you have to put those <laughs> codes in and you fuck it up you really feel the fuck up and you have to start over and do it again yeah well and, like and sometimes for... it is it is tense <laughs> yeah and dude tell tell me again about what you told me today about your suicide mission oh so like i was playing with some other friends and we did a suicide mission for the first time like my other friend He's like a level 10. He's got no gear, but he's like, yeah, let's do a suicide mission. And I'm like, all right. And so we do it. And it was absolutely insane. So we we drop into the mission. And first and foremost is all of our, our stratagems are being jammed by uh, a tower that the, the robots have put up. And so with no stratagems able to be used, that means we have no um, no respawns. We can't call in our secondary weapons. We just have our primary weapons and a tower we know we have to take out. So we throw ourselves at it. We make a valiant effort, but like eventually, like we get cut down just because we don't we don't have enough of like the gear to get it done. So there's one person left alive, and he ends up running well out of the area to call us back in. And then we use supply, and then we go go back. We take some objectives on the way, but we go back, um, and then take the tower. And it was just like, it was like a, a real slog of a battle, but we eventually get it done. And that wasn't even the main objective. That was just something we had to do to be able to progress further into that the map. That is so insane. And then all the while, throughout the whole mission, is we were under constant attack. And like, when it, by the end of it, like, we were trying to get all like the, all their like outposts and take them out. But there were so many robots that we ended up using all of our revives, all of our time. So when time runs, runs out, then the dropship in the in the world of the game, the dropship moves out of orbit. You can't call stratagems anymore. And so no more revives, no more stratagems. We're all dead, except for these two guys, the, <laughs> the other two guys left in the party. And like they make this the slow slog through the through these these armies back to like the the extraction and they call it off and the other guy dies. And so it's literally just the last guy holding out, doing his last stand against all these robots, 
and he he manages to extract. It was insane. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm ready <laughs> for that yet, but that's another thing too. Like the difference between doing the robot level, like the robot missions, and the the bug missions is pretty different. Like I feel like you, you know, with the bugs, you kind of put it good the last time we were playing like the bugs are very like sporadic and you don't really know what they're gonna do you don't know when they're gonna show up um we even had that one mission that was like fucking impossible the one where we couldn't see anything it was it was nighttime and it was foggy and then we had finally seen these uh the hunter bugs the invisible guys Mm -hmm. and that that was insane that was stupidly hard um but then at the same time you said that but the robots, it feels like a more fair fight because you you were I got the, I definitely got the sense that you felt like the bugs were were easier. Which to my response was like, I don't agree, because while the the bugs are more squishy than the robots, the robots is an honest fight. You know exactly what you're getting at all times with the robots. Yeah. Whereas the I, bugs, you never know what the fuck is going to happen. I thought about that afterwards too, and like I, I, I do agree with that. Um, it's just that the robots are so damn hard at first. Like, it is way different. Like, <laughs> you're just like it is true that people say that like the robot levels are basically robot Vietnam because like you, you drop down into those levels and it's just like like especially that jungle one. It's like mm. explosions going off everywhere, and there's just like gunfire above your head like it's just insane but yeah no it's 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 fantastic and another funny thing i just i remembered uh that we experienced when we were doing that level it was in the snow level and we both had died and we thought the game glitched out because we were just there like looking at our dead bodies and we were like what's happening right now because it was doing the countdown before it like it would allow you to do because we had used up all of our uh, our revives, and it was doing the countdown, where like, <laughs> like you're allowed to get another one in, and then it'll mm-hmm. do a countdown. And we're like, "What is the game bugged? Like, what 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 is happening right now?" And what it was is we didn't realize somebody had joined us. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Remember, and like we were, and then all of a sudden the countdown stops this guy drops in and we're like, who's this guy? And, and this, this poor bastard like drops right into like the most insane shit. He was only like level two or something. And he didn't stand a chance. And it was just so funny. us screaming for this poor man or woman or whoever. And or robot or, or robot. Um, Better not have been a robot. <laughs> I don't know, man. They, they were doing some pretty dumb shit, but Hey, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're scared. Because there was all there was all a lot of bugs coming for them, and they yeah they didn't stand a chance. It was it was too bad, but it was it was really funny, and I I cannot wait to go play more of this game with you. Like it's it's so much fun. Any if anybody listened to this 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 Hell Divers piece and s- said to themselves, that sounds pretty good. Just just do it. Just take the dive. No pun intended. And check the check out this game. It's not even a full price game. Like it's not a, it's not even a a huge commitment to to get into this. I think it was a really smart idea to release it at a budget price. Um, just to to open up the uh, 
the the range of accessibility. It was almost too successful because like the, the first weekend this game was out, <laughs> yeah. no one could log in and play because everyone was trying to get in there. And people were doing the end walker, which was just stayed logged in. Oh, um, yeah. And so they had to add uh, um, idle timers to kick people after 15 minutes. But you know what? We uh, I did see that the the held on the Helldivers uh, Twitter, they had posted that uh, they were I guess they were doing like a stress test on the weekend because like the after today yeah and I guess uh, when we were yeah, playing they... on the on the weekend we, we like those couple times like we we had issues like once but I don't think that was a server issue it was like a connectivity like through friends like it was like a weird friends list bug but once we were together like it was fine mm-hmm. and yeah so like, the, the original capacity was like 450k and then they raised that to uh, 700k. And after that point, I never had an issue again. Yeah. So if you uh, if you had heard about the uh, the server issues, it seems like they have ironed them out for the time being. And it, the, the the developers have been really good about it. You know, they they even outright said like, "Hey, if you wanna, if you if you're excited to to buy this game, maybe hold off for a few days bef- until we get this fixed." Because we don't want people to come in and be disappointed. Mm-hmm. So they're really good about it. You know you're successful in capitalism when they tell you to stop. When you have to tell people to stop <laughs> like, for like a minute. Don't just hold <laughs> off. Don't don't buy it yet. Yeah. It's not ready. Like, guaranteed though, there's people that seen that and was like, oh, I gotta buy it now. <laughs> and what's 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 interesting is because of how like not predatory it is. If there's actually something I do want, I wouldn't feel any ways about actually purchasing it. You know, I won't feel like icky, icky about it. Like, yeah, you know, you've been taken advantage of. Exactly. Like they've been, they're, they're, they're so it's so generous that if I want something and it costs me money, I won't feel bad bad about having to spend it. It's a generous yeah. lover. Yes, it is a very generous <laughs> lover. Yes, Helldivers is a generous lover. That's, it is. That's yeah. But uh, Greg, I can't wait to go back and. Continue the fight in the name of democracy. Mm-hmm. All right, quick yeah. question. Yes. So, um, the human side is the fight for democracy, and the robots and uh, aliens slash bugs or whatever they're fascists. No, well, they, they always just say everything's for democracy and liberty. But what if you read like the subtext of of, of what's going on? The robots have, um, I think it's, it's, I think it's literally oil. I think the robots literally have oil <laughs> and, um, I think the bugs have some other, other kind of like natural resource or something like that, that we want. So like, we're, uh, okay. it's, it's, it's very much like you play like an indoctrinated, um, okay. yeah, like the, the I... teacher... sorry, go ahead. Cause I saw um someone talking about how people are failing to fail to understand satire mm-hmm. and um like then having someone having to explain that like actually we should be on the side of like we shouldn't be on the human side we should be siding with these the other side because like and they went in to explain because it's so obviously over the top satire of you know kind of like you know these practices or whatever that 
but people aren't getting that and not and they're like fully like not realizing what's actually going on the thing that i was watching was talking about comparing hell divers to starship starship troopers and how both are situations where it's like so obviously like in your face satire and yet people are still missing the message Mm -hmm. so i just was curious if like so you guys like are playing and can clearly like or so it is like it is satire it is oh oh yeah it's it's satire as hell like the the tutorial and the comparison (laughs) is accurate yeah yeah the tutorial level it's so funny because the tutorial level um you go in there and there's this voice over a loudspeaker that (laughs) with like this like this drill charging is like i don't impress easily and then like the first thing you do is like dodge and the guy's like whoa you must be a real hero and something like that and then (laughs) And then right before the end of the tutorial, there's like a line on like the concrete that says only heroes beyond this point. Kind of like so it's like mm-hmm. the, it does it does two things. It may, it's it's designed to make the people in this world feel like they're really good soldiers. And then as soon as you end, exit the tutorial, you board like a rocket full of pods, and each of these it's like covered in pods, and each of these pods has a hell diver on it. Okay. So you're just you're playing as a fully expendable soldier. Yeah. Yeah. But you're um, like, oh, you're a hero. Oh, you're but you're made to think you're like you're, yeah. you're a hero. To the, to then, the point. Sorry, go ahead. And then like, yeah, if you, if you read like mission descriptions, it becomes obvious like why these wars are being fought. And it's not for freedom. It's because both of these races have, have something that Earth wants. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So they're creating. Interesting. I was just mm-hmm. curious about that aspect of it. Because I mean, like, I, I yes, uh, unfortunately, media literacy and people's ability to think <laughs> has feels like it's been historically on a decline in a very depressing way. But I was wondering if it was actually because I've seen nothing like I have literally mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. So I was wondering if it was like actually that obvious slash in your face. Um, very much and, so. And like people are still missing the point and thinking that like another thing that I find really cool is like the the little details too like when you do die and revive you come back as just another hell diver you're not you're not even the same character you're like you still have the same loadout and stuff but like you're not the same person because like at first i was like why is why is my voice different now why why do i have a female voice now and then it took it took a while for me to realize like you're just coming in as just more expendable soldiers yeah time the game drives home that you were just, they, that they're just throwing away soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, I, I'm not, you know, I don't have the deep well of knowledge to make like any intellectual, you know, smart sounding commentary or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's something super fascinating about how two games came out within such a short period of time that are about kind of the expendability of um kind of like your labor force workforce as you like are working for and completely disregarded by some type of like capitalist or like governmental uh talking about power world no No. i'm talking about uh, lethal company lethal company so like lethal company and happened not that long ago and it was incredibly successful and it also like hit on a lot of these same um kind of like commentary very subtle um in some ways 
a bit more subtle in, I guess, uh, lethal company in a way. Um, I, I mean, a little bit more subtle, but like, you know, it's still obvious and still very there and that people really, really gravitated towards it. And, um, now hell divers comes out and like, it's doing incredibly well. And it is also like, kind of like a, you know, a commentary on society and mm-hmm. the structures of, you know, whatever. So, like I said, I do not have the words to properly <laughs> make a point or connect the two in a way, but like I just think that's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a, it's a it's a fantastic game, and they're 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 two sides, uh, or they're one side of a coin. Yeah, both of those games. I just like not to get too into it because it's like not that type of this is not this type of conversation or whatever, but like how where people actually currently are at in the real world and the pressures and the things that we're facing and like the state of like, you know, the economy and the world or like own budgets, household, like the future, all this stuff. And it's like these two games come out close together and they're incredibly successful. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm like, Hmm, I feel like I could definitely write a paper if um, I was smart enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, well, what I'll do, what else I just, I, I was looking for a quote. Because I remember Paul Verhoeven said something about Starship Troopers that was really funny. Um, not funny, but uh, yeah, uh, pretty, pretty poignant about, about uh, the movie that he made. And he, what he said was, I want to make a movie so painfully obvious in its satire that everyone who understands it lives in perpetual psychological torment inflicted on them by people who don't. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. <laughs> I yeah. love that. That's amazing. And that's why you should play Helldivers 2, Beth. You should get on Helldivers tonight. No. <laughs> One, money. Two, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth comes out so yeah, soon. Yeah, And then guess yeah. what I'm playing after that? I got to get through that game fast. Helldivers 2 with No, Jerry Unicorn Overlord comes out. That's a weird way of saying Helldivers 2. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't but, want me playing with you anyways. Yeah, fun. we do. Don't say that. What's we'll interesting is because it is it's fully co-op. I don't know. It's it, it's like no one really gets mad at each other. No. The only time I get mad is if someone calls like an airstrike in on like our group position because it's like, what are you doing? But like I've literally <laughs> shot Greg in the face <laughs> as he's walked past me because there is friendly fire. Of course and... there is. Why wouldn't there be? But like yeah, there's, there's <laughs> yeah. and like. <laughs> Like, um, there is friendly fire, and like you can call down like these, these like sentry turrets, these auto turrets. But in the <laughs> description for both of them, it says, Warning, these turrets do not care if there is a hell diver in the way of an enemy. <laughs> I love of it. An enemy. Yeah, that's cute. That's cute. I think that like uh, nothing anyone said about hell divers is like made me not want to play. It's just like perfect. Then one day you will, one day I will, <laughs> once when the hype's gone. Uh, oh, is that how it is? <laughs> but I think um, it's very interesting. Uh, like I like that you say that it's like not. Um, it's almost like doing live service as ethically uh, as possible. From yeah. what you guys have been saying, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's pretty interesting because, like, uh, like it is Sony. It's Sony console exclusive and it's, it's backed and funded by them. And they have like um, put like a little bit of an Apparently they've really dialed it back. But they had like this push for live service games. 
So I think it's kind of interesting to see like their first real outing in that space and that it's it not only is it successful but it's not like you said it's not like predatory i feel like destiny 2 has taught them a lot of lessons because mm. that, <laughs> that yeah. destiny 2 is also sony backed and it is well you, there couldn't be more opposite games well destiny 2 was when it well destiny 2 was originally independent yes and now, and, and but now back then, pretty, it, yeah. back then it was fine. Actually, I thought it was really <laughs> bad at launch because it was the whole thing with like the colors I, for your weapons, and you had to if you bought spray paint for your weapon and you used it once, it was gone. So if you wanted to change it to a different color or like change your full gear set to match, you had to buy it like five times. Well, when I was playing, I played Destiny Two at launch, and it yeah, it definitely didn't rub me the wrong way initially. Like yeah. stuff like I, I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't rub against anything like that. Yeah, but now it's like it's it feels like Destiny. You rub against something for literally everything you want to do in yeah. that game. Well, I guess we'll have to see how <laughs> it goes when um, Bungie's new game comes out. Whatever the fuck mm-hmm. that thing's called. There's a C. Um, right? Whatever it is, yeah. yeah. I don't remember. But, but anyways, um, I'm itching to go play some Helldivers, and uh, I say we we get out of here and go play some games. What do you what what say you? Well, sure, Beth, Jerry. Going... <laughs> Beth, you're probably going to bed. Let's be mm-hmm. real. Yeah. But, uh, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to catch us on your socials, we are on Twitter at SuperGhost Radio, on Instagram at SuperGhost Radio, on Twitch at SuperGhost Live. And we are also on YouTube uh, at Super Ghost. Uh, so look for us there. Uh, in the meantime, Keep uh, keep your eyes peeled for the next episode of Retro Rehab. If you haven't already listened to that, the first episode is out now, and that is uh, the sideshow that we're doing with uh, myself and Aaron from Superpod Saga, and that is in the Super Ghost feed. Go check it out; it's a lot of fun. Uh, other than that, until next time, see you guys later. Bye.